wait. So what was what was the idea you had? Well, so we've got um, all the we've got all the bits are done. Uh, we've got uh, crazy granny in traffic that's ready to go. Uh, and we, we don't have to use that for the first episode, though. Right. Well, just at whatever point. I'm j- I'm just saying we have like all of the sort of like bits and interstitials right, right, right. and the sketches and everything ready to go uh, for like that first episode. But so, but we still need like the sort of like narrative through line. Yeah, like the framing device. Yes. Yeah, I didn't write anything. Okay. I didn't really write anything either. Great. Yes. Very <laughs> Great. good. Um, uh, shit. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, then we have to come up with something right now. Like, why don't why don't we just brainstorm something right now to use? Like, try to like figure out like while we're recording something that'll work. We'll just like we'll we just need to yeah we'll we'll just sit here and we'll come up with something to use for the interstitials huh what would what would that even sound like it might sound a little something like this what you got ain't nothing new i'm always sick and oh they'll never find a cure Bile's just the promise of a future cancer I'll show the ass if I can just get by Well, I'll avoid thinking about how soon I'm gonna die But if they had a remedy to some, I'll find a way To end this anxious nausea or just keep it in pain When they feel in my insides, I know just what they'll say is the unfair country's hard on people oh my god hello everyone now i'm not sure i am worried that is somehow racist it's not it's not okay i'm hispanic does that make it more or less racist i guess um uh hi welcome to this country's hard on people we're back baby Back with some sort of possibly regular schedule every other Wednesday for four episodes, then a break, then back, then a break, then back. Thanks for answering the question everyone's been asking. <laughs> yes. Uh, people have been kicking down my front door uh, to use my bathroom. And then once they're done <laughs> shitting, they're like, by the way, what's uh, the release schedule for your podcast? Yeah. Uh, my name is, uh, is Will Weldon. If you're wondering what that uh, clink noise was, I tap my wedding ring on the microphone. Oh, that is a new change since the last time we were doing this. Yep, know. we have metal microphones. Uh, Diego, <laughs> Diego, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, guys, it's me. It's Diego McCafferty. I wrote an intro. You, you want to hear something funny? I wrote an intro a year and a half ago for the last episode, and I've never used it. And I'm going to read it to you and tell you why it's funny. Okay, to me. yeah, because we didn't really do the ironic, jokey intro thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrote, you may know me from being featured in the August 2004 Boston Globe article titled, What Me Worry About the Burgeoning Underinsured Class, and from once again staring down the barrel of not having health insurance, only this time while a hernia tears a hole in my abdominal wall a little more every day. Now, I wrote that a year and a half ago. That's, uh, wow, boy. Hilarious. Right. I gotta say, (laughs) I can't believe we ever took a break when we were churning out gold like that. (laughs) 
And in that time, the uh, the hernia has only gotten bigger <laughs> and worse. Oh my god, do you also have an untreated hernia? Yeah. We're the hernia boys. Oh, <laughs> such a better name for a podcast. Jake, when you get older, you're going to get a hernia. So can I tell you, oh, this is... <laughs> this is... I realize now, like a lot of ladies don't know about hernias because they affect men more more frequently than women. Boy, like, get in line, you know. <laughs> All the things we suffer from more: hernia, suicide, high wages, uh, slinging around some serious yeah. meat in our pants. So uh, people, you know, I think men can talk about her- her- hernias occur. For- uh, men can. Hey, <laughs> only men can talk about hernias. You <laughs> don't get to say that's hernia. Our that's thing. our. That's thing. our uh, uh, crucible. That's our Holocaust. Uh, so hernias occur for a lot of men sort of just north of the groin region. It's just it's evolutionarily because we have testicles, uh, the abdominal. Boy, do we. Okay. Let's, the, hold on. Let's not be exclusionary. Some men do not have testicles. And some have only one. And theoretically, it's some have a testicle. different number. Yes. Okay. Uh, but the, it makes the lining of that abdominal wall a little bit weaker. And some you, women have testicles. And some people yes. who do not conform as, to any gender. As it always, I feel like because of my tone, it always sounds like I'm saying this like mockingly or jokingly. <laughs> but I'm just incapable of being uh, sincere. As Joe sounding. Biden said, uh, when asked how many genders are there, at, at least. least five. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just a thing that happens in men's bodies. Uh, uh, if you if you are a little bit athletic, a lot of guys, if you if you lift weights, it's it's something that'll happen. So this this is real. So I wrote that a year and a half ago, and then today I was going for a jog, uh, and I had to run because I shattered my my finger, and I can't work out the way I want. Now to. you did not shatter your finger, as you told us earlier. You dropped a weight on your finger in such a way that led to the meat in your finger bursting out yes. of, from the skin. My finger is like when you microwave a hot dog for too long and like parts of the inside go on the outside yes yeah wait i've never had that ha- i don't think i've ever microwaved a hot dog first of all um <laughs> and uh, my parents okay, made them- you don't need to look down on me my parents it. made them in an equally yet different disgusting way which was boiling, boiling them up, yes. absolutely <laughs> to death <laughs> So just stink the, up the whole house <laughs> and make hot dogs the consistency of like your grandmother's finger like just like yes and making it the consistency all. of my friend and podcasting partner's dead middle finger yeah so i can't uh work out right now but i can run and uh, uh this is a little bit of an overshare but i think you'll appreciate it so i wrote this thing about not having health insurance and having a hernia tear a hole through my abdominal wall a year and a half ago and uh, i'm a, a a man who likes a uh uh uh, a clean or shorn sort of lower pubendum area, sure. right? Like I, 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 I'm, yeah. a, I'm a tidy guy. Sure. I'm a tidy guy, but it's a little bit cold in Los Angeles right now. And what's happening is, uh, I, I found out women don't know this, but your, t- your, your balls sort of self-regulate their temperature so that when it's cold, they come yeah. up into your, uh, yeah. into your body, and when it's warm, they drop down. Yeah, because they want to be at an ideal temperature for the uh, sperm or jizz to survive. <laughs> So I'm going for a, a cold run this morning, uh, shorn, and so the, that nat- my body's natural sort of like mm-hmm. coat, but yeah. it's, 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 it's a wintry coat, it's uh-huh. blanket for these times, is nowhere to be seen. So my balls start going up to my abdominal wall, <laughs> and then they th- it started poking out through the <laughs> hernial wall, and it kept happening. So I have to, uh, like, I'm running, and I have to keep... Pushing my ball, balls my ball down through my hernia wall, 
And that is like to me just and so it's this this dual pain of like my my balls uh, uh, like really running for cover because of how cold it is and me poking them back out through a hole in my stomach like no you get out there and do your job. Here to talk about the news he heard secondhand is our secondhand news correspondent Anthony Crispino. <laughs> no, what thing? <laughs> Sting yep. can't perform in Chicago. No, it's not the oh. band police. They got rid of the actual police chief. <laughs> I really think Slippery Gary was misinformed. <laughs> the Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah, she has a, a song about Bill Cosby. <laughs> Anthony Crispino and Angelo Okay, so uh, I have an idea. Go. Okay, so uh, it, 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 it's almost like a, a saw sort of thing where we're in the studio, but like a, a guy with a mask on has broken in and he's holding us all at gunpoint and he's murdered Jake already to prove <laughs> that he's serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I was wanted to prove I was serious in any, in any regard in my life, the first thing I'd do is murder Jake. Right, exactly. And then he, he's making us like confess our darkest fears and kind of like one upping each other. And it's sort of like a, it's like a taut, uh, like kind of psychological thriller sort of thing. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. It might sound a little something like this. All right. Now it's your turn. You got to tell me your biggest fear. Okay. So, I have never told anyone this before, but my darkest fear is that I'm I'm like lying on the floor in my bedroom uh, and and masturbating, which which I I do do in real life because our windows are kind of high, and yeah. if I just lay on the floor, yeah, nobody can see in the room through our windows because we have a lot of windows and we have a big backyard and our neighbors are always back there. So I'm on the floor and I'm kind of next to the bed so people can't see in. And and I, I think I see like a, a dark smudge on the floor and I'm masturbating. And then and then I, I realize oh, it's yeah. not a it's not a smudge. Keep going. It it's it's a, a cockroach that's gotten into our apartment. And then I look down and I, I realize that the like my, my like penis hole has gotten really wide. And I, 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 I am sort of paralyzed by this realization. And then I look up in this, this dark smudge that is actually a cockroach. It starts scurrying over to me. And then as I watch, uh -huh. the cockroach starts crawling into my penis through the hole. And I'm like powerless to do okay, anything. Okay, you know, I, uh, uh, actually, I don't think this bit's going to work. What? Do you not that? Do you think it's just like too complicated? Uh, yeah, that it was too complicated. Okay. Um, I thought uh, it, it, what the bit you were doing, uh, a cockroach had crawled into the, the, your urethra. And that's real weird, and I don't. I think that's going to be like off game a little bit. 
I just don't. I think I think we haven't recorded anything for a long time. So if we put that in the show, people are going to be a little confused because it'll just be you talking about how you have this fear about a cockroach climbing into the tip of your dick. I mean, this is all fine. I'm getting the feedback. I just I, like, I don't want to know you. No, I just I just I just want to say you could have could have given me a shit sandwich on this one. You could have been like, I appreciated that you went out on the ledge there. I do think it is too much for our audience coming back. It's a real weird thing. It is, yeah. However, do you see where? where however, I, just I do to, think okay. it was well thought out. Shit sandwich. Compliment oh, I criticism. See, I see what you're saying. All right, uh, uh, yeah. I don't want to hear. No, 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 no I don't want a, it now. It's, it's, That's, okay. Consider that my note for great, you. It's a good idea. Like I like the idea, and I like the I think execution. It's, I think it's I just, too late for that. Is it tense now? All right, fine. We'll be back after a brief message from one of our partners on the Live Coyotes Podcast Network. After you, uh, I was like, if he doesn't get it on the second one, this is going to take 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gina. And I'm Brina. And we're identical twins who were separated, separated at birth. birth. We met for the first time last month and decided this should be a podcast. And so far, we, we don't get along. Each week, we're joined by a friend or family member who shares cute, cute and embarrassing stories from our lives. lives. And we see just, just how, how alike, alike and, and different, different we, are. we are. We think it's pretty pretty different, it's different. at this mostly yeah. different. But we did both lose our virginities to a guy named Marcus. Marcus. Subscribe to Double Trouble in Paradise anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts. There is one thing we agree on. This was a bad idea. Hey guys, it's Will cutting in here uh, just to say that if you love the show, but maybe you haven't heard all of the past episodes because uh, we got dozens of them. Uh, of course, we're always going to have the, the previous 10 to 15 episodes up for free, but if you want to get into our entire back catalog, then I recommend signing up for Stitcher Premium. That's right. Dozens of our backlog of episodes are all available there, but it's not just that. You also get access to premium exclusive content, such as audio of me masturbating after I've forgotten to take my lav mic off, a half-eaten bag of hot dog buns, and of course, everyone's favorite, the date and manner of your death. So head on over to Stitcher.com, sign up for Stitcher Premium, get all the past episodes, as well as a chilling tale of your own mortality. Thanks, guys. Okay, so I actually, uh, can we try something? Sure. So I've been like doing a lot of improv. I I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. No, it's 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 good. Um, uh, and, and you know, people are really used to the fact that the show is like entirely written, mm-hmm. like it's a scripted yeah, yeah. podcast. But I think it'd be, I think it could be interesting if we did like if we did one whole scene and it was like improvised. So as opposed to a podcast where we come with everything pre-written. Just one where we're like improvising a scene. The whole episode is one scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but we're making it up. That's yes. sort of the that's the uh, yes. I don't do improv, but I know improv. what improv is. Um, <laughs> but, well, it's fine. But you don't do improv. It's, it'll be fine because I I know right. I do I do I do stand up. It's right. like it's like the way if you play golf and hockey. Hockey messes with your golf swing, and golf messes with your hockey stance. It's, it's a, a, an expression my dad used to say to me all the time. But uh, but it'll be fine because uh, I can just coach you through it. I've been doing so much improv, and I'm really good at it now. Okay, I'm I'm just a little curious what it would sound like. Oh well, I think it would sound a little something 
like this. Okay, so just, uh, you know, like, step into a scene. It's called, an, uh, like, an initiation. Uh, just, like, step into a scene um, and really, like, set a stage of, like, a who, what, where, and just, like, who we are, what's going on, what our relationship is, and where we are. Um, okay. Uh, yep, not so easy, is it? Uh, You're doing great. Just, okay. Just start. Hi, uh, could I get uh, one ticket uh, to Birds of Prey, Harley yeah. Quinn? Can I stop? Can I stop you? Sure. You're you can't do we're you're, you can't do like transactional scenes, okay? Because like then you know like you know grounded reality, I would just like hand you a ticket and then you'd leave. Like transactional scenes just like have a finite ending, so don't okay. Don't step into a scene with like something transactional. Just okay, does, it doesn't work. All right. Hey, Dad, I'm home from school. Oh, hey, son, how is college going? Uh, it it's really great. Uh, I those textbooks, um. I have to buy are super expensive, and I, I need can I, some. I'm, can I just stop you really quick? Again? Oh, sure. Uh, if you initiate a scene, uh-huh. you, uh huh. You you're supposed to be sort of like the weird character, so you have to have some kind of quality or quirk to you, um, because you're initiating. So you have to like sort of play it in a way that like makes it clear how I'm supposed. to Okay, operate. right. Yeah. Yes. Does that make sure. Sense? Okay. You've seen improv before, right? Yes. Okay. Have you seen like good improv? Whose line is it anyway? Just just start again. All right. Wow, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's me, the racist uncle. Better. That's better, but, I mean, is is that what you want to do? I, like, I don't want to side coach you the whole time, uh, but. Are, are we still in the scene? I'm anti-Semitic. Okay. You know what? I can work with this. Uh, uh, hey, Uncle Daryl. Uh, welcome to Thanksgiving. Hey, uh, I, I'm bringing my black girlfriend from college, so it would be really great if this year if you could keep your racism to a minimum. Uh, well, I forbid it, which is especially odd because this is your home. Okay. You're, getting, you're leaning back into sort of a, transi- a transactional thing where now we're negotiating terms. Which is like, okay, so think of it like this is the worst day of someone's life. That's why the camera's there. And the camera's the audience, okay? And, like, the audience doesn't want to see two people talk. They want to see two people do actions. Okay, well, we are on a podcast. Sure. It's still only, uh, okay, okay, all right, fine. Okay, fine, sure, sure, fine. Okay, Okay, hold on, okay, okay, here I am, here I am. Okay. Hey, neighbor Tom, I'm just out here mowing my lawn with no pants on. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Jerry, uh, uh, you gotta got, got put some pants on. We, 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 got, we got kids in this neighborhood. Well, you know me. I love to scare kids away from sex by not having pants on and riding my lawnmower naked so while do- pleasuring doing- myself. Stop, stop. Okay, stop. See, what you're doing... <laughs> That's the fucking lawnmower. Is that enough action for you? Look, I'm shifting gears now. Is that enough fucking object work? There's... In the scene, your kid. Oh, I, I ran over okay. my pants, your, neighbor Tom. It's your ca- <laughs> Is that enough? Have I done enough object work? Your character is supposed to have like a, fo- a grounded philosophy. Sure. So, I, I'm a, so I'm a weird guy with a grounded philosophy yeah, because otherwise- who exists only in an audio medium who must also be doing physical object work. That's what you're saying to me? Yes. These are the notes I'm getting. To live in an impossible you're do- you're world doing, doing- no performer could possibly accomplish. You're doing really well. Um, I've been doing this for a long time. It takes a long time to get it. And I'm only 
like four or five months into it. So like I've really got it on lock right now. And scene. They nailed it. I'm just not, I just don't know if improv uh, is really conducive to uh, sort of the, the podcast format, well, that kind of traditional. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, because it's not funny. Right. Right, and nobody likes it. Well, I feel like that's the thing it has in common with podcasting. That's probably the thing it is most similar oh, to podcasts. You burnt. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm breaking kayfabe a little bit by saying that, but... <laughs> Well, people like to. I mean, getting back, getting back into the character of this bit we're doing. Uh, I, I just don't really know. Right, it's not super funny. I just don't know that it's super conducive to kind of what we're trying to do here. Well, let's just keep going. I'm sure we'll land on something. All right. Thanks for watching, and remember to subscribe. Now it's laser time. joke in the history of jokes oh, to tell you that God, much oh 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 i don't even want to segue i just want to roll right into this bit ladies and gentlemen this is the first time we've got a new bit a new segment of the show that i hope we get to bring back every episode we probably won't be but we're gonna start right now it is jack allison versus michael che watch it's good that you get that queued up i had it queued up baby it's also like there's like 15 seconds of preamble while the song really gets cooking. And we can't hear the song, so I'm just going to have to look at Jake's face to tell tell me when the song's getting really good. All right. Yeah. 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 Just now imagine Michael Che and Colin Jost holding hands while bounding down to a, a sandy beach together, just laughing and smiling. I don't know why you have to bring a, a good man like Colin Jost into this sort of affair. Everyone's favorite human being. Do you just want to play the music through the entire segment? Can I... Uh, like... It, it is a weird thing where, like, I'm I'm very glad that Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson are together. And I hope they spend the rest of the li- their lives together. Because truly, from the bottom of my heart, they deserve each other in the worst possible way. Like, it's like a community service for them to inflict each other on each other and spare other people the potential of being with them. Even if, in my early 20s, I was so... Uh, they're, they're, like, quarantined. Well, I, like, it, I did go through, like, a two-year period where I was, like, so sexually attracted to Scarlett Johansson. I think it drove me a little bit insane. Yes, I am sexually attracted to Colin Jost because I, like humans that look like a thumb with a face on it. Uh, It's crazy that he has such a strong chin, but somehow it looks like his head and neck are just one piece. It's it's not it's not like it's true you're saying his head like a thumb. I do believe that his head could just bend forward the way an opposable finger does. Do you know that remember that guy who did uh, I forget his name, it's not Steve Odenkirk, but it sounds very close. And he did No it's Steve it's Steve Odenkirk. Yeah, Yeah. and he did like Kung Pao Enter the Fist and he did the series of Thumb Wars? Yeah, he did only movies that were just his face on thumbs playing every character. (laughs) And I swear Colin Jost is like the only He's a he's a fictional character who was granted a wish and emerged from the thumb uh, uh, extended cinematic universe and has materialized in our plane and now he wreaks havoc wherever he goes. Well, you know why they never show Colin Jost from behind on SNL? It's because there's a huge nail back there. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why he only did Weekend Update. Yeah. God damn, that explains everything. Is the song still playing? 
Okay, the socks are, <laughs> sock, sock's still playing, so just let me know when I need to go back to the beginning. It should be about 50 seconds from now. So uh, 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 I'm glad we got to do the, the brief Call of Joe's talk, but the, the, the reason we're doing this segment is to talk about how uh, Jack Allison, who is a... It's, co- it's the, uh, the it's Comedy Central uh, uh, Jost of Jeff Foxworthy, <laughs> and then it's just a bunch of people being like... Mm. Uh, it's just doing like super smug lame jokes and be like mm, real proud of themselves <laughs> uh, afterwards. Colin Jost I swear to god is Bill Maher's bastard love child <laughs> there's like no other explanation for why he is so smarmy and unfunny um okay so uh, uh, uh any more Jost uh, hot, hot Jost takes you gotta get is out of your system yet? no it's about to I'm just gonna start over here okay you're going to start over, did you say? I started the music over. Oh, you're going to play the music through the whole thing? Yeah, I'm going to make this uneditable. Okay. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. I'm saving you time later. Yeah, great. Just, you're, everyone's welcome. Yeah. This is all on the record. I'm saving you, yeah, saving you time later and uh, making sure no one finishes this segment. Yeah, and it gets... Uh, 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 one of those uh, reports that you get for using unlicensed <laughs> music in an inappropriate fashion. Oh my god! Hey, Tea Choppers, uh, this is Will. Uh, I'm just jumping in because I actually had to edit this segment, and I didn't want to not say anything and just leave everybody listening confused about why there was this weird gap in the background music. So that's what this is. Thanks a lot. Don't be weirded out. Where there's no goddamn fucking parking, and then the show ends, and you find out they're not going to give you $8 for your fucking parking. You look for fucking parking for 40 minutes, and they don't even fucking reimburse you. And that's why you now take the fucking bus to every podcast recording you get invited to do, because you know you will be mad for a week if you pay for parking for a thing you're doing for free that will not help you at all, that provides other people with content. The worst part about going on, on on other people's podcasts is that you have this. It's so you get so charged because you're like you're performing, and then you and then you. Wrap this is it my up. thing. This is the thing. Fucking when comedians are on podcasts, when comedians do podcasts and just take the premise one hundred percent seriously and do nothing but honor the premise. It's like you're a comedian. Like people, I've done podcasts with people like, geez, you're a real agent of chaos. It's like <laughs> yes. Is, is anyone truly my friend has a basketball <laughs> podcast and when I go on I sow so much disharmony in my wake but it's yeah. like uh, what I, am I what do you want uh, my uh, real I'm, opinions uh, about yeah. basketball <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't watch I go on and lie about having watched the game. every opinion on basketball should be like I don't know why don't we watch them play the game that'll sort itself out there are like uh, Blake Murphy does great. Blake Murphy is actually really good at breaking down salary cap stuff. Zach Lowe, there are a few guys who actually do Zach a good Lowe's job of breaking yeah. down the, like, not just X's and O's, but the flow, and they talk about how people instinctually see things. But, like, other than that, if you're a comedian on a podcast, you must be funny before you... Your priority is being funny, not just honoring the fucking premise of like, oh, you know, we talk about uh, our favorite pair of shoes. You must be funnier. So, I, I mean, I like, I hate to put you on the spot. Uh, sorry, it's Will again. Full disclosure, the first edit of this bit was because we referred to a, a specific person that I have a weird personal history with, and I just didn't want to have to potentially deal with any fallout from talking about them during the show. And now listening to uh, the segment again, I'm realizing they came up again so that's why there is this other edit uh, that i'm explaining to you now thank you 
every podcast that's hosted by comedians, it is as funny as the guest is willing to be. Because hosts almost always match the energy and vibe of their guests. And the flip side of that is a lot of guests also match the energy and vibe of the hosts. And that's when an episode of a comedian's podcast is bad. Is when it is two group. It is when two different people or two groups are. It's like. It's like there is like some people kiss how they kiss, and other people match the person they are kissing. And when two people who match, I'm nodding so hard right now. And when two people who just match how the other person kisses kiss each other it is the most <laughs> passive aggressive kiss just two people refusing to commit to some sort of kissing style i like i would rather have a woman shove her reptile tongue two feet down my throat than just battle with someone else who is just trying to match the same kissing energy as the person they're kissing ladies and gentlemen that is jack allison versus michael che watch thank you so much for listening to the segment uh, I hope you got a lot of great updates from what's going on between uh, these two comedy giants. Right. One who is extremely invested in keeping the industry how it is, and the other who wants to fight that. Uh, I'm Will Weldon. Yeah, uh, the, the good news... I'm Will Weldon, you are... I'm not done talking about this. And yes. <laughs> the, the, the good news is we'll be doing... Uh, Diego uh, McCafferty. Uh, 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 and that's been uh, Jack Allison and Michael Chaywatch. Thank you so much for tuning in to, to this segment. Uh, oh, okay, hold on. Okay, so I have uh, I have another one. Uh, okay, yeah. All right. So th- this one, even for what we've been pitching so far, this one might be uh, a little bit strange. So let me make sure I've got the like. I want to give you sort of like the the elevator pitch. Can you, does it need like preamble to set it up? Uh, not a ton. It's just oh, okay. So it's like um. So what I was thinking for sort of like this through line would be like, um, I'm masturbating and a cockroach crawls into no, the hole of my penis no, and it might no, go a little wait, something no, like no, this. Stop. Turn the sound effect off. We're not doing that one. We already did that one. What if I were just lying on the floor of my bathroom? Does a cockroach still crawl into the tip of your penis? The floor of my living room. I'm lying... On the floor in the kitchen, and a cockroach crawls into my my penis hole. The Bloomberg Terminal was a transformer, Autobot or Decepticon? Decepticon. I'm leaning Decepticon, <laughs> but it, all of this is set up for uh, like if a Bloomberg mar- machine yeah. were a transformer, it would have been one of the ones introduced in the animated movie when they killed off all the original <laughs> Autobots because they wanted to sell new toys. The the Transformers movie is uh, it's so like uh, I got real high uh, with my partner a few days ago, and I was just I was like I was like. We have to find this commercial I just remembered. <laughs> like, I just remembered a commercial exists. It's a it's an old, early 90s Sprite commercial. Thir- uh, Image is nothing, thirst is everything. And it's just like a parody. It's a series of parodies of commercials. Mm-hmm. And it was for a product, a faked com- uh, soda product called... Just open up a juki. It's a party in our can. Juki is so fun and fruity. You'll be dancing in the sand. Juki make you really kooky. Juki. Make you monthly month! Juki! Woo! Juki. Ah, it's a party in the can! Juki! Ah, it's a party in the can!
mine's busted. Trust your taste buds, not commercials. Yeah, and I remember that being like uh, 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 deeply funny. Um, I forgot what the, where this uh, story started. It didn't Bloomberg Transformers, the Transformers movie. <laughs> oh right, the, the tra- Transformers movie was your segue into it, <laughs> so I hope that jogs something. <laughs> This Transformers, well, I just, I kind of forget that, like, there's a lot of, uh, she's, uh, he or she is a little bit younger than I am, and uh, (laughs) there's a lot of things that, uh, that, like, just five, six years, like, Jake probably doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about when we talk about the Transformers movie, but it was, like, so, it was deeply important to me. Here's what happened in the Transformers movie. Hold on one second. Jake, come here. Yeah, take your sweet-ass time, too. Jake, uh, do you remember the old Transformers where the kid's head would transform into an Autobot or Decepticon logo at the end. Not at all. Get the hell out of here. Um, <laughs> I wanted, I, well, I was looking for nowhere, yes. Not, uh, no, no extrapolation. Not at all. all right? We're taking that out of your Patreon cut. <laughs> the, the, the Transformers movie had like, first of all, it, who? what was the the, 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 the big planet Transformer? Uh, Omicron? Unicron. Unicron. I am Unicron. It, and it was voiced by Orson Welles, <laughs> who gives the most dramatic. It's like I have summoned you here for a purpose. Nobody summons Megatron. Then it pleases me to be the first. Uh, but uh, weird story from that. Hey, 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 people might know this. You know, back then, if you were uh, rated as a G-rated movie, right? They, there was a time limit that G-rated movies could be played till. So they could only be played till something like 4 or 6 p.m. or something arbitrary. So in order to get rid of their G rating, and this is real, they just had a character go, oh, shit. What are we going to do now? Yes. In the middle of a cartoon movie where where you spent eight years following the Transformers and their exploits shooting lasers at their best friends slash bad guys, and no one ever dies. They slaughter everyone. Horrifically. (laughs) Like, there's one when the... Decepticons first get onto the Autobot ship. The Autobots start shooting at them, and the first guy, I believe it is Ironside, Uh he gets shot in the chest, and it's a close-up on his animated face as his bright, like, glowing eyes go dark and smoke billows out of his mouth as he collapses dead. Yes, and you hear children turn to their fathers (laughs) next to them and go, what is death? Uh, uh, Father, (laughs) I want to do that to my schoolmates. (laughs) I love you, Father. <laughs> never disappoint me, Father. I never want to see the light go out of your eyes, Father. It's also the the person, the character who says shit in the movie is the only adult human in the movie. Right, because ro- everyone... Ev- he goes, oh, shit, what are we going to do now? <laughs> everyone knows the fifth rule of uh, Isaac Asimov's rule of robots <laughs> is robots can't swear in a G-rated film. Now just imagining, like, Optimus Prime, like, like... Autobots, we've got to plan this out before we take decisive action. And Spike being like, "Fucking shut, shut up, shut bitch! The fuck up! Nobody Jesus fucking Christ. cares." This guy running his my fucking li- mouth. My wife left me. Do you know what that feels like? You, I, you robot sack of shit. I'm on a fucking moon base in this dumbass suit that transforms into a weird little car. Yeah, I'm wearing a hot. Har- you know, I'm you know a- how much it hurts when it turns into a fucking car? By the way, thanks a lot for the armor. I'm wearing a yellow construction helmet. That's it. <laughs> You guys are shooting lasers and missiles at each other. Oh, yeah, I think it's his son that wears the... Uh, whatever. The, Shut the, up. The, the mech suit in it. The little uh, mech suit. But off of that same... Oh, way. the little mech suit. That's a nice cartoon for kids. <laughs> oh, shit. What are we going to do now? Okay, so I, I, I had an idea. Okay, good. I All right. Um, 
do you remember like a few episodes ago I had to do that uh, thing where I apologized because I did that bit where after Stanley died, uh, we did a, a whole thing where he was uh, he was he was he was apologizing. Yeah, Stanley in hell. hell, and yeah, yes, yeah. and there was and then there was a mounting series of apologies. Yes, yeah, yeah from people that who worked the really show. well. People like that episode. Okay, a lot. yeah. So I thought we could do a sequel to that one. Oh, that's great. Just involving a different celebrity's death that's recent and like a fictionalized account of that. Okay, I'm I guess. I'm a little bit curious as to what that would sound like. Um, well, yeah, I, 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 well, I have a way to deliver, and I think it would sound a little something like this. Hey, um, Diego, you uh, seem a little down in the dumps. What's up? Oh, you know, I just, I had, I had this hobby that I was, I was really getting into that I don't think I can do anymore. Oh man, that sucks. People need like outside interests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have one and now i can't you know oh what what happened well i was i would write a lot of fan fiction um you know like people do that with uh, popular figures yeah of course yeah, yeah, yeah they ship people they like make couples up out of fictional characters but I, I wrote all this um fan fiction about kobe bryant's death and now it seems completely inappropriate and so like i'm just like losing out on this hobby that i really like yeah i mean I mean, it, it's it's, it's, really, more, it's, it's, it's was, really sad, like because because yeah. it was like it was really bringing me a lot of joy, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that's a morbid thing to do with to begin with, but yeah, it's I not, like, no, it's, it's it's good. It's it's like a writing exercise. It helps me, um, it helps me, you know, like creatively get the juices going. Okay, well, I have noticed your laptop is open <laughs> and you have a very big word document. Yeah, well, do you want to hear some? I just think it would be a shame because now, because I, uh, listen, I recognize, I recognize that it's inappropriate at this point following Kobe Bryant's death to continue to post okay, and write listen, Kobe Bryant look, fan if fiction. It'll, but, if it'll but, help you feel better. Yeah, I just want to, like, share some of it with the world. It's, again, and again, this was, all of this was written before he died. Yes, fine. I would never write something like this after some a, a celebrity had died. That would be uh, macabre and ghoulish yes, and gross. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, sure, go ahead. All right. Um, so this is just some of you know this is just some of the fan fiction about Kobe Bryant's death that I wrote in my spare time. It made me feel better. Can we get a little uh, mood mood music, Jake? Perfect. Kobe Bryant slinked wearily into his leather-backed divan couch, a gift from a former physical therapist who noted the distinct lack of furniture into what Kobe called his bachelor's apartment, the home he kept closer to Lakers practice facility in El Segundo during extended stints over the summer. As with everything else in his life, Kobe went about his routines with watch-like precision. He changed from his post-workout attire into loose sleep pants that elegantly hugged the curves of his sinewy, muscular legs. Legs that were almost as snake-like as his nickname, the Black Mamba, even though snakes don't have legs. He began his countdown to sleep, naming the numbers from 24 to 8, and then back to 24, over and over again, until his mind drifted away to that space between life and death, the bridge of the unconscious. As the numbers ticked down and then back up and back down again, he played over and over in his mind the lessons he'd internalized in his life, an old habit from his high school days that had served him well. 24, be mentally strong. 23, demolish your enemies. 22, fuck Smush Parker. 21, suddenly he heard a knock at his door and snapped awake. Who could be calling at this hour, he wondered, at this private location? He stormed across his apartment and flung the front door open, ready to unleash venom on whoever had broken his nap routine. 
But what awaited him on the other side of the door wasn't a who, but rather a what. A Sikorsky S-76B helicopter, gunmetal gray, with a single aquamarine stripe painted across her body and down her tail. She leaned seductively against the doorframe. Took you long enough. I told you, Bryant warmed formally. We're through. What happened between us was a mistake. I'm done cheating on my perfect wife, Vanessa. But the Sikorsky S-76B wasn't in the mood for talking or listening. Just as her rear rotor blades produced a fine plume of choppy wind on the floor of the luxury condominium, she produced a snub-nosed revolver capable of firing six shots and aimed directly at Kobe's chest. You're about to find out that the only thing deadlier than a black mamba is a heartbroken whoa, helicopter. Whoa. Wait, it's about to get good. Okay, hold on. First of all, it's about to. No, they have. There's a lot of puns coming uh, up. So, you're telling me that you wrote erotic fan fiction about Kobe Bryant being killed by a helicopter that he was having an affair with? Yes. Uh, yes. The exact model of helicopter. Horrible coincidence. But instead of it being a helicopter crash, I'm assuming he's shot to death by the helicopter. Yeah, it's well, I I'm like really into Basic Instinct, but I haven't seen the ending. Okay, so I was sure you were going to say, yeah, it's sort of a conceptual piece instead of being like, I'm really into Basic Instinct. I, I yeah, I, I, I don't what it's. I don't know how to write endings, so do, I usually just grab them from uh, like this is like there's like two more pages I, of this. I, I don't think this idea works. I really think we should try something else. Fine. So that's what it would sound like if we did an entire episode where we were brainstorming how to do an episode of just perpetual premises like nested within each other. Yes. Yeah. Like a whole episode of, of pitching narrative through lines. Huh. What do you think? It's not that good. No, it's not, not, yeah. not, not that good. Huh. So that's what it would sound like if we had an episode which was us talking about a narrative through line which had been us brainstorming narrative through lines. No, it's not bad. I feel like we could do better. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Okay, so that's what it would sound like if we had an episode in which we were listening to us, listen to us, listen to us as we, like, brainstormed narrative through lines as the narrative through line for the episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting, uh, like, my stomach really hurts. Do you feel nauseated at all? Yeah, I don't feel great either. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, so that's what it would be like if the narrative through line was us uh, listening to us, listening to us, listening to us, come up with narrative through lines as the narrative through Will, line Will. for the episode. Well, something's happening. I have a fucking headache, I man. I feel like I can, like, taste copper in my oh, mouth. Yes, something weird is going on. Oh, okay, so that's what it would be like if oh. we had a, a narrative through line your teeth are falling out. My tooth just fell out. Oh, my God. What the fuck, dude? Do you know what's going on? The narrative through-line machine is broken. Oh, my God. It's, it's been set to perpetual brainstorm oh mode. No. Oh, no. Oh, God. What are we going to do? Okay, so, ah, so that's what it would sound like if we were being made ill. Okay, so that's a perpetual brainstorm machine. And we listen to ourselves. All the listeners are up my message. If we're going to hear another one, we're going to have to come 
from the narrative through line. I don't know about you, but I can't stop jacking Hey, TC Hoppers, Diego here. We were actually running a little short this episode, so we decided to unlock some Patreon-exclusive content and add it here. It's one of our most famous bits. Uh, every People are constantly asking about it. With our commentary added on top, so you can get some insight on what we were thinking when we recorded it. All right, enjoy. So, um, I did, uh, in the edit, I, I did kind of leave in you uh, making uh, fun of something uh, I had said, but not including... What I did say, because uh, I, I just think that kind of intro is, like, funny and kind of adds, like, a loose character uh, to the show, especially one that is so clearly, like, kind of written as ours is. Yeah, I think what was interesting about this was the uh, we did not figure this bit out before we rolled into it, so the sound mix is actually way too loud for the first, like... 20 30 seconds right. but then i think when it drops down that actually that 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 actually has a tonal quality that makes people start to pay attention more yeah and it was um uh adding it uh adding it into the original track both um did sort of save me some some work but it also uh is that classic diego chuckle it did uh it did save me a little work at the start, but it, it, it you're right. In the end, it did make the initial uh, first 15, 20 seconds a little quiet, especially on my end, because, um, uh, you know, I, I've never really performed live before, so I'm still learning how to use yeah. a microphone. Can I tell you a real story about the Diego chuckle? Sure. Uh, I had a PA at work to, uh, this past week tell me I, I had an ugly laugh. An ugly laugh. An ugly laugh. And I thought, that's a very forward thing to say. Yeah, especially for someone who's a PA. A PA. Like, PAs are important. I'm not denigrating PAs, but... He also called me Mr. Neurotic. It's... And I had to tell him that's not an appropriate way to talk to people that you work with. Yeah, it, um... I, I, I think that can be a thing sometimes in this industry a little bit, is people develop this kind of familiarity with each other and i think in particular if you're working in either comedy or even kind of like lighthearted fair people tend to get a little too familiar in that way and so they think i mean twitter is another great place i have people on twitter literally uh, who who have like friended me on facebook and like sent me messages as if we're friends also like encouraged me to kill myself seemingly as a as a bit and um I've never met these people, and I'm just always confused as to why they think this is an acceptable way to interact. 
Uh, what, do you, what do you think the impetus by telling someone to kill themselves is? Um, I think it is either a desire for them to kill themselves, or uh, I think because we can be so flippant about uh, the mental health problems in this country that are only getting worse. Um, there it is again. Gotta love it. I, I wouldn't say ugly. Uh, there is people can be so flippant about mental health problems in this country that I, I think we don't actually consider the ramifications of a statement like, uh, "Why don't you kill yourself? Why don't you go kill yourself? Why don't you suicide yourself? Hey, get in the tub, run it full of water, drop a toaster in the tub with you. Also, make sure the toaster is plugged in, and if it has an exposed wire, even better. That kind of stuff is, is open up a veins and take the last bath of your life." Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Bathe in your blood. Uh, why don't you pull a blade and, and take a shower of your own blood? Um, you know, from from the movie Blade. Um, there is. Um, I, I I will say we do um, we do we do go after uh, Colin Jost uh, a little bit uh, there and. I, I think every now and then I, I do maybe give some thought uh, about my my willingness to kind of mock uh, people in positions of power because it, it maybe says something about my lack of ac- actual lack of, of confidence in myself and that it never occurs to me that I might be in a situation where I might have to deal with these people because I, I just don't I don't think I ever see myself being that kind of Which success. Is, it's it's sort of an interesting insight into this bit specifically because the entire. The, the genesis oh of this bit is about how one comedian sort of had a conversation with another comedian, and that led to a sort of nesting, uh, like ongoing conflict that it, it became bigger than the the initial communication. Right. And actually, if I can if I can interrupt you there, uh, that actually so this was this was where we had to make the edit. Oh yeah, that was the edit. Yeah, yeah the edit in the episode, um, and it was. Uh, that edit, I, I do believe later on I explained in a second edit that it was actually because um, a person I had a personal relationship came up with during the episode, and I didn't, I didn't particularly feel, feel like dealing with any uh, potential ramifications or fallout from that conversation, of course. And then when you say personal relationship, what do you mean exactly well, by that? Well, I mean, the irony, of course, is we all know what's happened since then. Uh, the row... I've had with them. Uh, I I don't know if you remember the the, the board game conversation we did when we were launching uh, the Kickstarter for the Teach Up card game. Yeah, I'm just taken by your pronunciation of the word "row." Um, uh, it, it, maybe it's a regional thing. I mean, I am Canadian, so, or maybe it's it's because you're from Boston. It's also a regional thing. Um, of course. This, this person and I, we did end up uh, flipping over the, the table for the, the Star Trek roulette set um, at, the, at the board game conference, uh, the regional board game conference in, in Chicago. And it just, it, it caused a lot of, it caused a lot of problems. And I do, I do regret that encounter. And it now also makes me regret having edited our conversation about that person out of this bit 
because in the end it, it didn't really matter that we did that. I mean, do you, I, I think the editing process of the bit changed, had, a, had a, a, a direct impact on how the bit will be perceived. So, I mean, there's an argument to be made that it sort of, it becomes a new thing. It's, a, you know, it's the argument of fair use. Uh, you've, you've transformed the conversation by, by altering it in some that, sort of way. That's true, and it's, we're also all familiar with the, the butterfly effect in which who knows how history may have been affected. Right. The film or the uh, historical well, construct? I, the, the, I believe the film is based on the oh, right, historical right, right, right. Yeah, construct, yeah, yeah. the film, and yeah. I believe it also has two sequels, two direct-to-DVD sequels. Mm. I, I believe they all have the same premise. Hey, folks. I, look, I can't believe it, but in the commentary on our classic bit, Diego and I ended up mentioning the person we had originally edited out of that bit, so I had to edit that part out of the commentary because I had mentioned... Hey guys, Diego here. Uh, listen, in the part where Will jumped in on our director's commentary and had to throw in an edit there because we had accidentally mentioned the name of the person who we decided not to mention, he accidentally went and mentioned that person by name again. I know, it's crazy. You'd think by this point we would have gotten it straight. But uh, we had to do a little bit of an edit there, but all should be figured out. I don't think we say her. Name censored. Any more time, do we? Well, you're going to find out. All right, bye. Just wanted to make sure uh, I gave an explanation to you guys uh, so it wasn't super confusing. Why the gap? Thanks a lot. So it did, um, I do now, listening to it again, I do feel a little bad about having steamrolled you almost the entire time. That's okay. I think uh, uh, one, it has become part of the what the audience is uh, expecting. From the, from, from I mean, the audience slash my wife. You know. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Jack real. Allison versus Michael. I certainly J. do it to her as well. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to but, the um, uh, oh, that. That, that was a bit, and once again, it, it is. I do just. I What's think it really between, that bit. I do uh, think the reason that bit resonated giants, with people so much is. is is there anything funnier than having a premise and then doing everything you can to not actually do that premise? I mean, there's also a deconstruction of premise that goes so deep. Exactly. To the point where people have sort of lost track of what the original premise was. Right. And now it's just a world of confusion. Exactly. And, and it is a well-known, uh, you know, that famous entertainment industry uh, axiom of uh, there's nothing a regular audience loves like a deconstruction, and I think mm-hmm. the the popularity mm-hmm. that uh, uh, Jack Allison versus Michael Che watch ended up accruing over the years really bears that out. Yeah, I can't wait till we uh, we were able to bring it back, but it was, this has been a great opportunity. Yeah, to, to to talk about it. It was it was great to revisit it. It was it was a real turning point uh, for the show and. Uh, uh, come back in next week. We'll be doing this again with uh, one of our other classic bits. Uh, the one where Diego couldn't stop laughing about farts. While trying to do a fake commercial yes, about a f- farts. A fart commercial. Yeah. Thanks.